Welcome to Jazz Shorts. Short takes from short guys. Also wearing John Stockton era jazz shorts. A fun fact about Mr. John Stockton. His first game back in 1984, he only scored four points. So he ended up being a Hall of Famer. So if this is really bad, just remember that first games can be bad and lead to legendary careers. Uh, I'm Ryan Miller, KSL.com jazz beat writer. I'm here with uh, Sean Walker, everything else beat writer, also a jazz fan, I guess. I don't know, Sean, what do you want to be? I mean, I don't know know if I'm really a jazz fan, but um, I can pretend to be one. I can play one on the radio. Yeah, jazz fan Sean, jazz fan Sean. Sure. I mean, is is that is that what we're going with? Sure. If we need a jazz fan perspective on the podcast, I can definitely pretend to be one. Okay, let's go with that. All uh, right. So that, yeah, that um, so we're starting a podcast now. Uh, obvious reasons, jazz are in the playoffs. Oh, I was gonna say because it's the start of a season, right? Yeah. Isn't that when you usually start podcasts? Sure. Like yeah. When season when, when the season begins, right in the middle of them, great time. But, yeah. you know, it's yeah. the start of a new season, you could say. We do a lot of things here at KSL.com that make a lot of sense. A ton of things. We're real good at making sense. Yeah, we make so much sense. Hey, I started in November, so there you go. That's true. That, that is actually very accurate. little peek beyond the curtain, that is entirely accurate. I can't I, confirm that. I'm pretty sure I was I was hired even before the season began, I think. And they're like, yeah, just start in November. It's like... So we we don't actually want to pay you before November, <laughs> so just come then. Like you don't actually need to cover the team before then. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's how KSL.com works. Everyone makes a lot of sense. We do great work though. Woo! Read us. At least stop by for the classified. Stay for the stories. Uh, KSL.com, <laughs> your home to buy a car, a couch, and maybe occasionally read something. That hey, you know whatever works works. So yeah, we are going to be talking about today the uh, Jazz Rockets playoff history. Um, a little bit dive let's, into let's the... Give, let's give a brief introduction okay. to this podcast, because this sure. is episode one of the Jazz Shorts podcast. We're two short guys. We're talking about the jazz and jazz shorts, um, but mostly the jazz, mostly John Stockton. Like John Stockton, um, we will get better from our first outing. And also like John Stockton, we are... Um, how do I say this in today's current political climate? Oh, no. Um, I'm already nervous. We are uh, both shorter point guards. Yes. That's exactly where I was going to go the whole time. Okay, I mean, got it. Yeah. Shorter point guards. Yeah, sure. I, I'm actually more of a power forward. but Wow, but, I would yeah. love to see that. <laughs> what leagues are you playing in? I'm, I'm coming for you, Derek Davis. <laughs> I'm coming for you. He's more of a center. <laughs> I mean, he plays next to the best center in the league. Got so. it, got it. Hot take. I hope you're listening to that, Clint Capella. The, ooh, ooh, totally is. He totally is. He really is, though. And shout out to Rudy Gobert. Shout out. Uh, but yeah, this is this is KSL.com's podcast all about the Utah Jazz, things around the Jazz, the NBA. Um, we're going to try to keep you short, hence Jazz Shorts. Keep you to thirty minutes or less, because we know you guys are busy. And in addition to us, you probably listen to like five hundred other podcasts, or maybe that's just me. I don't know. Um, and so we know, you know, we're not going to be your exclusive podcast provider, but, but but we could be if you want. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to be, that's fine. We agree. Our hope is we're just another in the myriad sea of voices covering the Jazz, Utah Jazz, the NBA, and Utah, etc. Um, and hopefully you listen to us, you like one or two things that we say, um, you mention those in a five-star rating and review on iTunes, um, and if you don't like what we say, 
Just turn it off and don't say go, anything. Go ahead and tweet us on our <laughs> official on our official oh. Jazz Shorts Twitter account at JFurKSL. That's J F U R K S L. That's our official Jazz Sounds Twitter <laughs> Twitter account. You can send all complaints directly there on Twitter. That's at yes. JFurKSL. Please, please do that. Please do yeah. that. Um, but on that note, Ryan. Yes. We're starting a podcast. We're starting a podcast. How fun is that? And, you know, and obviously James Harden, Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, they'll all be taking or doing some things on Sunday through the next couple weeks, hopefully. Hopefully not just four games. Um, But before that, the Jazz and Rockets have a very long history. I wrote a very long article on that today. That's true. You can check it out on KSL.com, jazz.ksl.com, if you want at the top of that list. Ooh, there you go. Um, And so, yeah, and honestly, there's a lot of interesting moments. I, I went back all the way till 1985, through the 90s, the golden era of the rivalry. Had some good mid mid or late 2000 era games. And then obviously the last years and then this series one. But can I can I give something away on the first episode Ooh, of our podcast? Heck yeah, you can. The postseason rivalry between the Houston Rockets and the Utah Jazz. Um, I almost said Houston Jazz and Utah Rockets. That yeah. would have been really bad. Yeah, it would have been fun. But the postseason rivalry is the exact same age as I am. Ooh. Sean's old. Yeah, I'm old. Sean's getting up there. I old. Now, I had no idea about like some of the early meetings because back in the early days of this uh, alleged rivalry series, I was a Suns fan. Ooh, Sean. Yeah. I'm Suns not a, fan, Sean. I'm not a Suns fan anymore. Okay, well, good they, choice. They make it really, really hard <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be a fan nowadays. Yeah, but there there really is. There's a lot of interesting things. I know everyone automatically goes to John Stockton's shot. That 97 awesome moment that we all remember if you lived in Utah, which we both did. Know exactly where we were. Um, remember exactly what we felt, who we were with. It, it was one of those just big moments in Utah sports. But there's a lot of other cool stuff going around in this rivalry. This is the ninth time these two teams have met. Both the the like, That's the most times either one of these teams have faced a single opponent in the playoffs. So we've had a lot of history. Uh, and so, Sean, I want to ask you what's your favorite moment in the Rockets Jazz series. Well, I mean, I think I think we have to start, of course. Who's going to guard Carl Malone? Barkley. They got a team on Antoine Carr. Russell will inbound at half court. Uh-oh. Stockton open three. Good! John Stockton sends the Utah Jazz to the NBA Finals. You saw it. You were probably there. Um, because there were at least like 600,000 people in the state of Utah who were actually there when John hit oh, that yeah, shot yeah. Um, in a like 40,000 seat arena. My favorite I'm not thing, sure how that works, but my sure. favorite thing about this shot is that I've heard this story at least four or five times. I'm a Utah County kid, grew up in Orem. Uh, I think it was on a Thursday night that this happened. I no fact check Friday, so don't 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 call me on that. But um, Wikipedia says it was Thursday. Thursday. So, so there we go. We're going yeah, on Thursday. That's yeah. solid. Um, but so I've heard so many times that there was a BYU graduation going on during this shot, and it worked out perfectly when someone's name was called. The shot went in. The thousands of people that were there listening on radio all just went nuts. And then the next person got called and just dead silence again. I want to know if this is actually real. So if someone was there, 
please tell me because I think it's it just can't be true because it sounds ridiculous. But it also I mean, everybody wants to be special, but I don't think we're that special. <laughs> it's true, and so. No, it's one of those things that even if, like, that very well could be apocryphal, but if it's not, it makes sense. because it's a great story, though. It is one of those amazing moments that everyone remembers where they were. I remember exactly where my dad was, where my brothers were, all jumping up on this, uh, together on the couch. It was awesome. But it wasn't the only moment in the series. No, it wasn't. So fun times. What, what, so what, what other fun moments do we have in this series, Sean? Um, well, you introduced me to one uh, before off mic before we started recording here that uh, I, I didn't know about this. But yeah. if you but if you uh, read Ryan J. Miller's uh, current story about the history of the Jazz Rockets rivalry on KSL.com, you're a little bit more educated. Yes, you would be. For the Utah Jazz, Kyle Malone's probably going to try to muscle it or they'll shoot the outside shot one or the other. Chambers looking. Still looking. Out it comes, 20 seconds. 12 o'clock. Well, start the time clock! They're not even starting the clock! The clock! They didn't even start the clock! They haven't haven't even started the clock! They haven't yet! So, yeah. Um, Game, a little context. Game four. Western Conference Finals in Salt Lake City. Rockets up 2-1. Score was 100-98? I'm not 100% sure on the score, but it was a two-point game. Jazz had 13 seconds to go to score to tie it up or take a three and win it. Inbound the ball, and the clock does not start. In the 94 era of NBA, that just doesn't mean timeout, ball out again, let's do it again. It means we're just going to pass the ball around for an additional eight seconds before anyone realizes it and then starts the clock. My, my theory on this is um, the, the clock... The timer just was watching a game. <laughs> they, they were so caught up into it that it was like, "Oh, yeah, I got a job to do." In the in the eighties and nineties, that happened quite a bit. Yeah, like like, like it's Utah ninety four. Like everyone's a jazz fan. They're obviously from Utah. You're not you're not watching another game on your smartphone, pulling up ESPN Plus because you know Cavs Pistons is going into overtime or something like that. Like you're you're glued to the floor, and sometimes your uh, arena personnel were also glued to the floor. Yeah, and so. It's one of those things, though. Uh, what happens is, uh, like, Tom Chambers misses a little fadeaway mid-range shot. Rockets get the rebound, run out the rest of the time, which ended up being, like, 25 seconds or 20, I don't know, I can't do math, 21 seconds, I think, once did add it up. But what's sad about this, I just wish that the Jazz would have taken advantage because this would have been such a legendary moment otherwise. Would have tied up the Western Conference Finals. Who knows what would have happened? That could have been the first Jazz run to the finals. And it just would have had this, like, asterisk of all asterisks on it, and it would have been awesome. I'm all about controversy, and this just missed out on being the most controversial thing that, you know, Utah's had. Can you imagine? I'm I'm gonna bring up somebody that you know, a uh, former coworker of mine, not a former coworker of yours, I don't think. Um, but uh, she used to work for KSL.com as our social media director. She's currently the social media director for the Utah Jazz. Um, can you imagine what Angie Treasure would have done with a moment <laughs> like this on Twitter? Oh man, on, on Utah Jazz official at Utah Jazz Twitter. Yeah, that would have been good. See. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can like I can only imagine some of this stuff. Also, Angie, if you're listening to this podcast, because I know you listen to a lot, um, you should figure something out. Okay? <laughs> Go, just just run with it. Yeah, run, and run with the slap. 
And I feel like, like, it's sad because something like, the, well, maybe sad's not the right word, but I think it is a little sad that something like this would never happen in today's age. Again, the officials would immediately recognize what's going on and it would just go back to zero or go back to 13 seconds and we're going to redo this. It, it, I kind of like the human error sometimes and it makes it for a fun comic thing and maybe other people don't watch sports for that, but... But yeah, it was it's an interesting moment. It's one of those things that no one talks about because it really had zero to no impact on the series at all. But it also led to Rockets fans, as you could hear from their radio announcer, just losing his mind that it just lodged another thing of like, yes, it is Salt Lake is so biased. Utah is those big home court advantage. Everyone's cheating. Every like and the, I think it almost started the hatred of everything. Or helped every because you talk to Rocket fans, they hate Carl Malone, they hate John Stockton, they hate, hate Jerry Salone, they just hate him. I I don't know if like jazz fans really hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I don't think anybody can truly hate Jerry Sloan. dude. Uh, you should read some Rockets blogs out there, man. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, it's like, but that's being jazz, jazz fan Sean here. I find that really hard to believe. All right, well, yeah, because Jerry Sloan's the man. Like, yeah. who doesn't love Jerry? All right, jazz fan, Sean, jazz fan Sean has walked out the door now. Okay. And uh, everything else, beat writer Sean is back. Um, so, no, and so it is, it, it, I think it really did start a lot of hatred, a lot of, like, this vile, I just, we despise these guys, they're trying to cheat, even though the Rockets ended up winning that series 4-1 to one and, you know, going on and winning a championship. But they still hate the jazz. The hate that launched a thousand ships. I like now it. I have no idea if that's really the moment, but it, those radio announcers, man, they it was, were. It was the first postseason series between these two teams. Yeah, so second, I mean, but yeah, like yeah. first one in ten years or yeah. so, and so it, it was. It the was first one. one in the modern era, I think, is what they, they sure refer we can to that. sure we can roll with that. Yeah. And honestly, it actually didn't, really didn't that start in like 1979 or something like that. Well, then it would be the second one or or something. <laughs> 80, yeah, 80, I don't know. I yeah, it's I, it's I feel like it's somewhere around there that the NBA classifies decided to be a modern, modern era. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know, but yeah. So it's, or maybe it's only back to like Jordan. <laughs> Because the NBA didn't really exist. We should, they should NBA, just do right? like BJ and AJ, <laughs> like before Jordan, after Jordan. To clarify, pre pre nineteen ninety seven Jazz title, post nineteen ninety seven yeah, Jazz title. There we go. There we go. So no, we he pushed we, off. I and Jazz fan shot is back in the building. <laughs> You pushed off. <laughs> no, so I don't know if that's where the hatred started, but really, if you read a lot of Rockets blogs, talk to a lot of Rockets fans on Twitter, there's a lot of hatred for the Utah Jazz. It's kind of fun, and that's why this rivalry has always been kind of fun, um, because there is it is it's legitimate. Like this '94 actually started a run of, of 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 I think they played each other four times in five seasons, and every time or the winner of each one of those series ended up in the finals. So it's like the path to the the NBA Finals from the West went through Salt Lake City and Houston. It mm-hmm. was fun. Mm-hmm. Did not necessarily do that the rest of the time that they played, but it's still fun. So we'll roll with that. I want to get to another moment that would that happened um, long, long ago and would never happen in today's age. So of, sad that of NBA and media relations. But before that, I I also want to mention. I think part of what I love about this rivalry and this moment certainly helped launch the rivalry um, between Houston and Utah is I I feel like this rivalry also bled over to be a city rivalry, not just a team rivalry. 
So there are certain cities that are rivals of each other. Salt Lake and Denver, for example, have always been kind of rival cities. Portland and Seattle is like the classic rival city. Um, L.A. and San Francisco, rival cities. Like, it goes beyond sports. Funny you should say that. I I think after this moment, Salt Lake City and Houston kind of became rival cities in a lot of regards. And, yeah, it it died off a little bit um, in, like, the mid-2000s where it's not as strong as it as it once was, certainly through the 90s um, and even early aughts. But there was, a, there was a legitimate, like, like citizens of the cities, whether they were sports fans or not, didn't like each other. Um, and I think a lot of it goes back to the NBA here. The NBA was so ubiquitous and all that. And then it bled over into other sports where, like, Real Salt Lake and the Houston Dynamo for a while had a little thing going on. It doesn't really exist oh, really? anymore, but they had a little thing going hmm. on. And, like, any time there's a team in Salt Lake and a team in, in Houston um, that play the same sport, there's sort of, like, like shades of rockets jazz that they kind of have to incorporate into their own rivalry which no, i think is really cool and you we even see funny you should say that because it is ridiculous how unhappy the beat riders were from utah to have to go to houston oh, this week so much angst. they're like we so we much. are a salty group of guys and it was like oh my gosh like we all had we were we were all talking about what we were doing in portland we're like there's this awesome everyone's talking about these restaurants and all this cool culture and we're gonna be hipsters for a week and it was like like it just Oh man, everything your heart just dropped when the most insane Wednesday of comebacks ever occurred and you're like, "Oh great. We got to spend 5 days in Houston now." And it is, and thanks so, a lot, Dame. Yeah, Dame wasn't Dame at all. He didn't do anything. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm pretty sure if he would have played, they would have won a lot more. <laughs> I, again, the problem. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been an issue. Um, so, so I see that, and even the the Houston writers, they're kind of they're coming back at us after we complained for a week, about or a couple days about having or even potentially having to go to Houston, and because they were all like guests in line to be possibly going to L.A., and they are not happy that they are ending up in Salt Lake. So, we uh, got a rivalry about which city we don't want to go to as much. So, it's a real thing. Nobody ever wants to go to Salt Lake. Which is a dang shame. It's you, a beautiful place. You know who did want to go to Salt Lake, though? John Stockton. And um, the, leg- the legend himself. You know who else wanted to go to John Stockton? Or uh, <laughs> like John Stockton wanted to go to Salt Lake? There we go. I, can, I can't have speak words. <laughs> Uh, I um, think I know. I think I, Jim Nance. Jim Nance. Master, very much. Masters extraordinaire Jim Nance. That's right. The voice of the NFL, Jim Nance. So before he was the voice of the NFL, voice of the Masters, voice of CBS Sports, uh, he worked in Salt Lake City for KSL Channel 5. Shout um, out, KSL. And um, in in that era, uh, Jim Nance had one of my favorite moments of the Jazz Rockets rivalry series. And it didn't involve basketball. It didn't involve the hardwood. It involved John Stockton. Uh, it involved Rich Kelly, Bobby Hansen, Pace Mannion, and a hot tub. Tomorrow in Houston, it's make or break time for the Utah Jazz. Game five against the Houston Rockets. And after last night's emotional loss in the Salt Palace, how did the Jazz players prepare for this fifth and deciding game? How about winding on down with a whirlpool? As you can see, we're Got to limber up after the long plane ride and then uh, just go about business tonight, get a good night's rest, 
go to work like any other day job. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to relax a little bit in the warmth and uh, feel the bubbles and spray here. And <laughs> we just <laughs> and uh, we just got to look forward to tomorrow and uh, try to relax in. Now, Bobby, you told me that you're ready to go after it right now. You don't even need a day off. That's right. If we could come down here and play them, uh, catch them while they're you know celebrating, I'm sure after that win, thinking they've got it wrapped up and uh, catch them napping. And, and you know we're gonna play hard. This is do or die for both teams. We split during the season and. Uh, no, it's been the same way during the series. So it's been uh, four good games, and I think tomorrow's going to be the same way. All right, fellas. Thanks a lot. Good luck tomorrow. Go get them. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> game five tomorrow with the Jazz in Houston. Jim Nance, Eyewitness Sports. Shout out to the legend himself, Jim Nance, for. Uh, for much like uh, Gary the Fixer and Jerry Tarkanian's uh, UNLV running Rebels, hanging out in a hot tub. Hanging out in what, a hot like, tub. Can you imagine just like Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles. And Ryan Miller in a hot tub. Uh, Jeremiah Jensen in a hot tub. <laughs> okay, sure. Just, hey guys, we're just chilling in a hot Like, it makes no sense. And I love every bit of it. Love it. Love it love. so much. Yeah. That would never happen in today's age of media relations and extremely guarded access mm. and uh, getting as much information from a player's Twitter feed as you do from practice <laughs> and that kind of thing. Um, nothing against today's age. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, but we'll, I think we'll, I think we'll you're th- I think you're throwing a lot of shade yeah. on today. I mean, we'll we'll go into that off mic though. <laughs> uh, P, you know, PR people have they've got jobs to do. They've they've got things to do. Like I don't think it's all PR fault or or coaches or players or whatever. But um, it's a tough job. It's a tough job. That, uh, but no, it's it that is but so. That would, funny. But that would never happen today. And like, it's that would never happen. It, who like who would have thought like Jim Nance like when he's getting pulled into a hot tub with a bunch of jazz players like. You know, I've been in, been in 30 years, I'll just be calling the Masters. Like <laughs> In 30 years, I'm going to be calling the greatest golfer who ever lived as he makes the bend around Amen Corner. And the week and before, I was just, you know, rocking the national championship in NCAA. That's what happens at KSL. We make careers. We make careers here at KSL. Watch out for Sean. He's going to be somewhere in 30 years. That somewhere is probably a dumpster. <laughs> or still here. Living out of a cardboard box. Because I work for the internet. This got sad real quick. Anyway, <laughs> welcome. Um, another fun thing about this uh, playoffs is we get to wel- uh, to uh, bring back an old video that KSL TV made a few years back called Back in the Playoff Groove. Jazz had been uh, away from the playoffs for a few years, and I don't know how they convinced the likes of Kyle Whittingham, Governor Herbert, Everyone else you've ever recognized in Utah to play along with this, but they did. And the result is either terrifying or awesome, whatever way you want. But Sean's going to play a little clip here, I think. Yeah. Mm. Playoff roof. 
Back in the playoff groove. Seriously, it's so awesomely horrible. And everyone in Utah that you've ever known, like everyone famous participated in it. Sean was working with our wonderful TV sisters and brothers at the time. Give us a little background on how in the world this happened. Um, how much background do you want? I want all of it, but tell me what you're willing all, to tell. <laughs> all of the background. So, uh, uh, so shout out to Rod Zundel, uh, former KSL TV personality, Zippy Zundel, um, and uh, Matt Glade, our noted television producer in the great beyond, um, because this was before he left KSL and then came back to KSL TV. Um, so it was, most of it was them. And then I did a little bit of help with some editing and some promotions and that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, Rogers got the idea one day that he wanted to do a music video and he wanted to do a music video in particular, celebrating the Utah jazz being back in the playoffs for the first time. in I think it was five years at the time. Yeah. Something like that. They missed, they missed the playoffs for four straight seasons. Um, so five years, uh, it, you know, so it's a pretty big moment. And, uh, and so he got together with Matt and, um, um, he's a DJ at, uh, Arrow 103.5, um, John. Yep. I can't remember. I can't remember his last name. Good old John. We all love John. John. DJ John. John John Carter? Ew, that sounds. John Carter? Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, it's a very generic last name. (laughs) Just reminds me of driving with my parents at, like, you know. Road trips with the family and <laughs> yeah, anyway, DJ John over at at uh, one zero three five the Arrow, uh, sister radio station here in Salt Lake City. So they all got together, um, and uh, got together with uh, Jazz Bear, and filmed most of this. Uh, f- filmed a video that went along with this song. That by the way, those lyrics almost entirely came from Rod. Uh, for better or for worse. That's awesome. And there are some very good moments. There are some very, I don't want to totally knock it. There no, are it, some very good moments. It's just so, it's, as I said, it's awesomely horrible. Yeah. It's just, there, I think it's exactly what he was going yeah, for. Yeah, but there it, are some very good moments. There are also some cringeworthy moments. Oh, it's so um, many. So. But yeah, a lot of it's good cringeworthy. I, I had a lot of fun working on this project. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then, so then, so then after they were done, they needed some kind of filler space. They wanted to break up. Mostly Rod and John, who were singing, um, singing the the tune for the most part. So they thought, all right, well, during the chorus, let's get some other people to come in and sing parts of the chorus for us. Who are going to be some people in Utah sports that people are going to immediately recognize that we're not going to need to introduce, that we're not going to need to have like subtitles and that kind of thing. Um, and so we started at the top, Governor Gary Herbert, uh. One thing you should know about the Gov, if you talk to him about sports, he is immediately available. <laughs> Big proponent of sports in Utah. Shout out to the state of sport, Gov. <laughs> so he was in. Uh, Kyle Whittingham, head football coach at the University of Utah. He was in. Uh, we got some cameos from Jay Hill, I think, at Weaver State. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we almost got Mike Pecky from Real Salt Almost. He, he, he heard the song and bailed. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> some things just didn't quite work out. Um we did get, uh, I think this was Kalani Sitake's first year. Yeah, I think we so. did get Kalani, but we didn't actually end up using any of it. Um, I was a little bitter about that because I did most of the work of scheduling, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. 
yeah, and that's how Back in the Playoff Groove was born. So you can still hear that on our SoundCloud page over there on the KSL Campus Report, my former podcast about college football. Uh, you can go listen to it there. Search it on KSL.com, etc. It's it's amazing, and we might. I think we might need to make a sequel. I'm I'm in favor. All right, if they I'll beat Rod. if they beat the Rockets, we're making a sequel. Okay, something. Let's do it. I'll uh, call Rod. Okay, and um, since this is uh, you know, 2018, not 1994 and 85 and all the other years we we're talking about, uh, we're short guys with short takes. Sean, short take on the Jazz Rockets 2019. That, that's it. That's all the info you're gonna give me. Yeah, that's it. 2019. Uh, <laughs> my my short take. I think this is short the, intro too. I I think this is a series that nobody wanted, but I think this could be uh, the best first round series in the Western Conference. I actually think two I, teams that are really similar with each other. You talked to me three days ago. I was super pessimistic on this. I have actually by doing just a little bit of studying, and I've noticed if you do even more studying, it kind of ruins that. So only go one level deep, but you do find a lot of things that you like about the Jazz's chances. I think Rudy Gobert can handle the mid-range a lot better than he did last year. That's what killed the Jazz, and Chris Paul's not shooting as well. Those two things combined, I think the Jazz have a fighting chance on this one, but yeah, not the series they wanted. Would have been a lot nicer to go to Portland, both for the Jazz and for every media member going to Houston this week. But thanks for listening. But Houston it is. Houston it is. It'll be fun. Series is on Sunday. We've got a plane to catch. I do. So we'll sign off. This has been Jazz Shorts. Thanks for listening, guys. We're back. Back in the playoff groove. Peace. All right, that's a wrap. Thanks, guys.